Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you will have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. And today have my buddy, Eric Eisenberg, the president of the Expert Home Loans. Did I get that right, Eric? Yes, you did. All right, cool. Coming all the way from California, Orange County. We were just talking a little bit before. You said you have a, a friend or a cousin or someone out here near Philly? Yeah, I got I got my younger brother out in Haverford. Oh, ah, cool. Is he yeah. in mortgages too? What's what's he do? So so when he graduated college, I actually had him work run my my business for me for cool. about a year in the mortgages. And then he left and uh he runs a Google Google search engine marketing company, the nice. biggest in the in the world, I think. Actually, nice. So, oh, nice. That's crazy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's killing it. He's killing it. Nice, man. Um, and like we were he's just proud. saying, you said you can't get any good food out there. One thing I'll say, right? Yeah, out in Orange County. Be weary of anyone that says Philly cheesesteaks out in California or anybody else, anywhere else. It's not the same, man. It's not the same. You know. We're gonna we're gonna plug Gold Belly, which uh-huh. is an app you could download. Because I, I get my cheesesteaks overnighted directly from Pat's when I. Oh, eat. nice! Yeah, yeah. And they they get overnighted. They put it in a nice like storage type situation. Still pretty good. It's not warm when you get it though, is it? No, no. They come like frozen. So you you got to put the meat in there. You got to toast it up nice. Okay. But uh, but then yeah, you're 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 all set after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it. the real thing. Cool, man. Uh, but anyway, I mean, we could talk about that stuff all day, but I guess we should talk about the boring mortgage industry or whatnot, right? <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, you know, hopefully it's not too boring. Um, no, it won't be. We, we yeah. try to keep it light, man. So, all right. So you're the president of Expert Home Loans, right? Yeah. Um, are you producing as well or no? That's all I do. All you do is produce. All I do is, is close loans all day, every day. All right, nice, sweet. I mean, that's basically me too. And then they threw me in this podcast stuff. So same thing, man. But to get to know you, like I said, I didn't want to know much about you. I want to meet you here. I want to learn about you. Could you give myself and the audience a little <clears throat> bit about how you got into the industry? I have notes here saying you did start your professional career. What, 16? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so my oldest son's 11. I mean, I'll get I, I'll get him working right now. He's got to pay the bills. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you get him working right now, hopefully by the time he's 38, he he's uh, he's doing a good amount of business. You know? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So anyway, why don't we go back to that? Why don't we start? Even if you want to go back to when you were 16, you know, because you've been in all types of areas. You've been in advising, right? Mortgage everywhere. Yeah. Why don't you give us a rundown about your professional career up until now? So, so I'm 16 years old. Um, 
I'm working at this uh, health food store for $5.50 an hour. And every day after school, I'm folding menus like this. So I'm delivering food every day for, for I want to call it like a small boiler room, you know, maybe six or seven guys from Brooklyn um, in a little, a little office cold calling mortgages. And I'm delivering food to them every day. Um, the owner, you know, thick Italian accent says to me, you know, kid, if you want to, here's a hundred dollar bill. If you want to come work here tomorrow, you can make more. And he's driving like a BMW and, mm -hmm. you know, I had no money and, and I went in there. Um, they wanted these, these guys to produce five cold call leads a day. Um, okay. And they were working from, from 10 in the morning to nine at night. So I was, I was only able to work full time as I was in high school, but I got in there three to nine every day. And I was producing by day three, I was producing eight leads a day. So I was nice. crushing the rest of them. And, uh, that was the start of my career, you know, working in this office. I'm, I'm in touch with a lot of those guys still. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So yeah. this was, I mean, you said, what, you're about 38, right? Yeah, Started 38 years old now. So this is yeah. like late 90s, right? In that range? Yeah, late, late 90s. Um, then I went to uh, I went to college for one year. Uh, I stopped when I was 17, went to college for one year. And uh -huh. then... Couldn't, grades weren't there to get into business school. So I, um, school was never my thing. I, I understood mortgages from the beginning though. And um, got connected with, with a couple of my older brother's friends. And uh, they, were, they were starting a mortgage company. They heard that I was decent at telemarketing and cold calling. They brought me in for a summer job. And, you know, the rest is history. I've been, I've been working ever since. Nice, nice. So take take us a, a little bit through that though, right? Because as I'm only a little bit of knowledge on you, right? You were at Morgan Stanley, right? You were an advisor. You you you've taken it to all the way up to where you're at now. And now you, were you? Am I wrong in saying you were in brokering? Maybe you went over to retail a little bit, went back to the broker side. Take us yeah. all the way through. We got to know. We got to know everything about okay, it. Okay, okay. So it's it, the story gets more interesting. So. Mm -hmm. I go into his office. There, there's three or four of us. We're renting the side of a of a um, of a insurance company. We're renting out, out like a little mm -hmm. corner in the insurance company. Mm -hmm. uh, these these guys I started working with are, are top. They were top producing stockbrokers. They got out of the stock business to start doing mortgages. And this is right before the big run, you know, going to 2008. So this is maybe 2002. Okay. Okay. Uh, just starting to pick up. And we built this company from three of us during the subprime market. Um, I think we had 140 people in one under one ceiling, uh, very small desks. We had phone wires hanging hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Um, you know, all heavy cold calling. I had uh, I had six teams of ten, which I oversaw. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So I managed one team, which was a production team. Each team consisted of four cold callers. Uh, I'm sorry, five cold callers, four openers, and one closer. So okay. the cold callers would get the leads. The openers would open the files, get everything in. The closer would send them to the bank and close the deal. Then I did my own deals, producing, and then I managed the manage the closers for the other five teams. Okay. Okay. So I want to say by. By the time I was 21, 
or twenty two. Um, I think our I think our team was closing maybe like we did different back then. We we would look at like commissions, but I think we were doing like easily over half a million dollars in commissions a month. Mm. Our max was seven hundred fifty thousand. So we were we were probably like the top per square foot, the top mortgage brokerage in in New York or in the country at that time, uh, which we built up, and then. I, I went off to start my own company. I, I, I left that brokerage after five years mm-hmm. on December 4th, 2007 or 2006. Okay. December 17th, the first bank went out of business. I think whoever it was, so couldn't have had worse timing. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, uh, I decided to leave the market, uh, become a financial advisor. I moved out to California. Okay. Um, went into Morgan Stanley. They told me you don't have a college degree. Get out. This is Morgan Stanley in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, went back a couple times. Finally, you know, maybe maybe the seventh time I showed up in a suit and tie at five in the morning. <laughs> nice. uh, that I wanted this this position. Um, that I could be good at it. I sat down with with the. Uh, office manager or business development officer who hires people. I begged him for five minutes of his time. And I showed him my numbers and my resume from what I was doing. And I said, you know, I was producing more than your top producer mm-hmm. at 21. So wh- why wouldn't you hire me? And they hired me on the spot. So nice. yeah, so uh, did that for three years, but it, my passion's always been mortgage. I just never felt right selling stocks and, and mutual funds and things like that. Okay. Okay. Um, moved back to New York to work with a builder. Um, this was, was I want to say about 2010, 2011. Uh, guy I knew was, was telling me that he's buying and selling homes in Brooklyn. And he said, listen, it's very hard to get a mortgage deal right now, but if you help me out with the properties, I won't sell the homes unless you're doing the mortgages. Sure. And you could do that. I get, I know you can't do that now, but you, you were able to do that back then. So I helped him manage his properties and helped him build these homes, uh, locate buyers and developed relationships with realtors through that, through being able to offer potential listings um, or off market deals and use that to, to, uh, continue closing mortgages, but that was on the mortgage banker end side of things. Okay. That was on the banker um, side. Okay. Moved. Then I got a call from one of the guys I worked with back in New York. He told me that their, their mortgage bank opened up a branch in Beverly Hills. So shot back to LA. I ran that branch for about a year in Beverly Hills. Uh, didn't like answering so many questions, decided I want to work from home, mm-hmm. uh, still on the mortgage banking end with uh, some connections from New York. And then I was losing out on pricing to brokers. And each deal is so important. When you're, when you're a referral only business, small business, yep. working from home, each deal is like a seed. You got you to gotta plan to develop the relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was losing out on pricing, losing the opportunity to, to continue these relationships. Uh, so eventually I met a recruiter, got connected with CNE Financial, mm-hmm. uh, Vintage Lending, 
which is the parent company of Expert Home Loans. Right, I see that. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Clint Womack, he's a great guy. We sat down. I told him I want to be in. A, I, I said I want to be in an island by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want any marketing. I don't want any processing. Love I don't that. want any phone calls from compliance. I'll do what. Tell me what I need to do. I'll do what I need to do, and that's it. Leave me alone and let me close deals. And uh, I know we're friends, but but that's what I yeah. do. Yeah, well, sometimes it's that simple, you know, yeah. um, just close the deals. I mean, we see everything going on with margins, margins compressing, this or that. Sometimes, you know, I'll just be an LO and just going to close deals. I just want to keep it simple, right? We were preaching today in one of our meetings, like, just keep it simple, please, guys. It gets too complex. Errors start happening. When you can have some control there, it makes sense, right? Today's episode is brought to you by Amerisave Wholesale Mortgage Solutions, or AWMS for short. Learn how Aussie AI, the technology platform that is the heartbeat of AWMS, drives a level of speed, accuracy, and consistency that allows broker partners to crush the competition in the eyes of realtors and referral sources. You'll have loans clear to close weeks in advance of the contract day because Aussie AI will work with you 24-7, 365 in real time. One condition at a time or all at once, Aussie will crush it for you either way. Get connected today by logging into the AMP AIM member portal. So let me ask you this. How long ago did you join where you're at now then? I, I want to say about four years ago. Okay, so about four years ago. And this is the first time you've been an actual broker in the new type of broker channel that we have now, I guess? In the, in the new broker channel, okay. yes. Correct. Okay. So, so prior to that, all my broker experience was subprime, right. you know, totally three month, whatever. Yeah, totally different. Um. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that was a big reason what when I left and started and opened my own uh, company in 2018 was I deal with so many friends and family and all referral, right? So you yeah. have to be, you can sell them all day long with advisory and all this good stuff. But if you're not close in price, like you can't, how am I going to sleep at night? You know, like it's true. You have to it's be true. close. So you saw the writing in the wall about four years ago, I guess about the same time as as me, I can remember that, like 2016, 17, pricing started to get a bit weird. Kind of what we might be going into right now that you're kind of seeing. Well, you know? right now is an interesting time. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been preparing for, for this to happen mm-hmm. as an experienced loan officer who's been doing this uh, for a long time. Um, and And... During this whole refi boom, I never focused on refinances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The refinances were a service I provided for referrals only. But even to today, what I'll do, <clears throat> I have a spreadsheet of my purchases mm-hmm. and my refinances. And my clients know, I'll, I typically tell my clients when they come back to me for a refi, expect the best deal with the worst service. You know, I'm not going to. Your, your deal's going to be on the back burner. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather close a purchase in seven days. 100%. get it clear in seven days. That's what's going to keep me alive. And the refis could close, you know, when they close, which typically doesn't take too much longer, but always on the back burner for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think even if I was looking at some, not numbers of you, but your split, you were like 50-50, right? During a refi boom. Of course, the refis are going to come. And you got to yeah. take care of the, your clients already. You have to do it. You know, yeah, but you were about 50 50 or so, yeah. So, 
over the it, past yeah, years. Yeah, it, it's, I always just focus on the purchase business, the relationships with the realtors. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I, I still think that's the most important thing. Um, I, I knew that the rates were going to go up. Mm -hmm. you, you know, they, they're not going to go down to 1%. Mm -hmm. So, so, and if they did, they're not going to go down to zero. And if they did, they're not going to go down to negative one. Mm -hmm. So, so at some point, you know, if you're looking for longevity in this business, I think I think the best thing to do Always. is to yeah is to mm -hmm. focus on the relationships with real estate agents mm -hmm. and do the refinances for your past clients. But I, I don't do any advertising. I wouldn't do any marketing for refinances, mm -hmm. even though they pay the same amount and they're you know 100% less pressure, 75% less work. I mean, I might argue that because sometimes a refinance can be a pain in the butt. I mean. I'm not going to lie. I, before I got on, I'm not shook right now, but I got this big email from someone's pissed off at me right now, but it's a refi and you know, the homeowner's insurance is higher than what we had estimated, but I didn't get her docs until two weeks after we locked her. You know, they can be more stressful. You get, you get a better feeling selfishly when you close a purchase too, right? Oh, yeah. Than a refi. Oh, yeah. Like if I'm going to be selfish about it, it makes total sense, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But if we do talk, Let's kind of segue there because you had said something when you started in the business and then after you guys built uh, uh, that other business in between where you had teams before, but you said cold calling a couple times, right? Cold calling. That worked in the past, right? Where does that rank now? I mean, you had an experience with cold calling. What's your, what's your thoughts on it now? I, I think it's great. You know, I, I don't have the time to do it right now. Um, cold calling is an art form. Mm -hmm. So, so I need you to sell me on this, Eric. Cold calling is an art form. Okay. It, it, it it's if you know how to do this and do it the right way. There's something that that I always said. Don't and don't have the salesman's voice. Don't don't act like you're calling 500 people in a day. Act like you're calling one person one time and that's the person mm -hmm. and if you can get this get this and and have a, a good attitude about it you're gonna you're gonna get leads you're gonna get a lot of leads and these are gonna be you know potentially good leads because you're able to establish and and if you're doing these cold calls if you're making 100 calls a day you're having the same conversation 100 times mm -hmm. every day all month, all year. So you're a professional at this conversation. Mm. So, so the same way, if LeBron James is going to go shoot foul shots, how many foul shots could he, could he shoot before he knows how to shoot foul shots? Well, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you're going to hear every rebuttal in the book. You're going to know what works, what doesn't work. And eventually you're going to be so good at cold calling that you could pick up the phone and literally call anyone. And there's over 50% chance that you're going to be able to get an application from them if if you know there's a benefit to them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay all right that's cool. not, uh, i mean kind of kind of okay I mean, what what i'm thinking is like you see cold calling a lot more from my my opinion on the real estate side you see them talking about that a lot more right if you were a brand new loan officer in today's world like, where are you getting lists to cold call? Like, who are you cold calling? Actual consumers 
or are you talking about real estate agents? That's what I'm trying to figure out to help everyone out there. Got it. Got it. So, so it, it's actually interesting you say that because I'm talking about consumers. Okay. 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 Um, one of the, one of the members, I just, I just put on two members of my team. Um, one is Gonzalo Lopez. Another one is Brooke Evans. Okay. Um, and, and Brooke, reach out to me and she said, Hey, Eric, I'm trying to build relationships with real estate agents and I'm going to start calling them. And, and what, what do I say? What are the magic words? You know? So I I'm thinking about it, I called up a couple of real estate agents and are friends of mine. What, what can we say? Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing, nothing. There, there's, there's, so you're going to be met. If you call, call a real estate agent, you're going to be met with a brick wall. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, then Brooke was at my house yesterday and a real estate agent that was a listing agent, he said, Eric, you did a great job. Would love to work with you again. So I called her and instead of focusing on, on me doing me being her mortgage guy, I tried to talk to her about one transaction. And I said to her, what was the last time you had some, some issues with financing? Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, of course she has a deal right now. Um, an ITIN borrower, you know, uh, Spanish speaking ITIN borrower. Mm-hmm. Well, they, we don't know how to do it. I said, you know what? Put them in touch with me, with Gonzalo. He's sitting right next to me. He specialized in this. We're going to get it done for you. And then we'll talk about doing business again. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it goes back to, to realtors or anyone. You, you need to, if you want to do business and you want to get referrals, the trick is to provide value outside of closing a deal. Correct. Yep. Cool. You know, it, it's it's to become an expert. That's why I named my company Expert Home Loans mm-hmm. in what you're doing and provide the value. Yeah, nice. No, no, that makes total sense. Um, it's kind of like uh, when you're trying when you're going after a certain real estate agent, right? You don't you know, hit them up on Facebook messenger or text them or call them even and go, Hey, give me a deal. You know, do you have any deals? I, I could do, you know, whatever we have low rates, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. If like, if, if you're trying to, you know, date a new girl, you're not going to be like right off the bat. Hey, you want to kiss me? No, you gotta, yeah. you, you gotta bring some value there, you know, and, mm-hmm. and kind of work it a little bit. Right. You can't just be so direct. You gotta, you know? yeah, very, very true. I, for me personally, I, I think with, with real estate agents, always try to talk about a, a trend, a specific transaction mm. and show how you would provide value with that transaction. Don't, you know, sometimes real estate agents say, oh, well, you know, well, what do you do to me? They call me up. Okay. Right. So, so what do you do? Tell me, tell me what you do. And my response is always, listen, I can't give you 25 years of experience and 10,000 saved deals in one phone call. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I always get the job done and I, and I don't need to pitch myself. Mm-hmm. What, what are you having an issue with? What, what, you know, why are you asking me that question? What, what is your person not providing to you? That's a good point because uh, in this complex world of real estate mortgage, there's always some issue out there. So by you asking, you know, well, what issue could I maybe try and help with? There's going to be something there that there's not going to be, they're going to want to talk too about that issue. 
you get yeah. them talking at least, right? And they're get gonna, them going. Makes total sense. They're going to want to talk about it. it they're going to have that iTunes bar or um, another another deal. Mm-hmm. The guy's buying a $5.8 million house, I think. Mm-hmm. He did a $4 million loan. His his loan officer, the appraisal came in short, then didn't have the bank statements for, for qualification. You know, she said, I said, I would structure that completely differently. He's doing completely wrong. How would you do that? And I said, I'm not, I'm not telling you. So you call him up and, and this is 20 <laughs> years of experience to learn mm-hmm. how to structure these things properly. Mm-hmm. I don't give that away for free. Sure. There's no doubt. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I even see here on my list where you're becoming an outlet. I won't say the lender's name, but who you were talking about earlier and why we had to reschedule for today. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, that's, Let's talk a little bit about the non-QM type stuff or the funky type uh, loans out there because they're coming back with a vengeance right now and you have to learn how to do these. And especially, well, the first question I have is, would you compare any of that to when you were in the subprime type world back in the day? I wasn't in that world. Is there a similar feeling right now or a better, like, tell me about that. There's zero. Okay. Zero comparison. Um, was subprime. I knew we were in trouble. I just didn't know how to how to um, take advantage of it because mm-hmm. I was 23 years old. But but I I knew mortgages well. I've already when at 23 I was already super experienced, right? So when the the account rep from the biggest bank in the country comes in and says, "Everyone, we could do 100% financing with a letter stating what the person does and how much money they make." That's all we need with a 580 credit score. I knew we were in trouble. And then the, the one big thing was they said, you, you know, you can't, they, they can't type the letter. They need to have it handwritten for 100% financing. So I called up the account rep. I said, you know what? The client doesn't want to write it by hand. Could, could we type it up and he'll sign it? They said, yeah, we'll, we'll take it anyway. No problem. Sure. So, but with the non-QM world, what... <laughs> In my opinion, this is how you're going to survive and thrive in this market mm-hmm. because on the on the conventional side, on the conventional jumbo um, FHA, you're, you have a lot of people that came into this business and with the rates moving up and the refi is gone and inventory low with the purchase market, mm-hmm. you're looking at a lot of people competing over a small amount of deals. Mm-hmm. And... And when you have that many people, you know, especially like people that are not experts, they're one trick ponies, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, the trick is let's lower the fees. Let's lower the rate. That's the only, only thing that they, that's the only way that oh, they yeah. got value. The only way. So when you're competing against, okay, I have this, this broker is going to work for a half a percent mm-hmm. um, or 50 basis points or, you know, then what are you going to do? You're going to work for 25 basis points or you're going to learn something else mm-hmm. in order to provide value. So this is where non-QM comes in and the rates are actually getting lower mm-hmm. because a guy who's a builder, who's self-employed, who's been building properties for 40 years, who just didn't close any properties in 2021, but he's mm-hmm. got millions and millions of dollars, you know, he's going to pay his mortgage on time. Mm-hmm. He might have not showed any income for 2021 because his project closed 
in January 2022. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so he sold 26 properties, but it's just not on his. So if that happens, he's going to pay his mortgage. So the the, the conversation is, hey, because of this, you're you're going to be a non qualified mortgage. And you're going to pay an extra one to two percent of interest mm -hmm. until you can qualify under, you know, tax returns. And if you walk them through this process, then you're not competing on the refinance either. So you're doing two transactions. Correct. Both of them, one of them is getting this person into the property, and the second one is getting them into a better interest rate. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. I'm right there with you. We've, we, I mean, we've done. It wasn't maybe non-QM, but certain things you have to do to get someone in a house whether it is adding a cosigner, this is before some of the non-QM and then you refi them later on. It's a plan. You're being an advisor. You're not some rate jockey. You're not a one trick pony, like you said, right? Exactly. You're actually advising on how they can get it now, right? And exactly. and these non-QMs are more common sense instead of being pushed into a box on the conventional side. That's what yeah. it is. And I think sometimes we forget like what a mortgage is or a note or whatever. Here's a bunch of money. What's the probability that you're going to pay it back? So you can see this coming back into play. There's, there's no doubt with all the, with COVID, you think COVID really escalated the non-QMs or really, you know, accelerated them? You know, <clears throat> or why do you think? They're I, I think that, I think that as an investor, if I'm looking to loan out money and I can loan it to this person that paid their, 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 uh, income taxes on their tax return and made $500,000 or this person who brought in $2 million from their business, self-employed, 100% owner, you know, and has perfect credit and reserves and all this stuff. Their accountant is probably just taking the, you know, of course, is, is probably just writing off taxes. So, so <clears throat> if I'm an investor and I could get 2% higher interest on my loan, um, because they're showing me bank statements, mm -hmm. then I'm going to take that. And these, and these non-QMs are performing extremely well. You mm -hmm. know, um, retired lady has $10 million alone. I'm working on right now. Retired lady has $10 million in the bank. She, she doesn't make any income. Mm -hmm. You know, we could do asset qualification. Um, she's retired. She's not 59 and a half. She's like 52. Mm -hmm. She had a liquidation event, you know? So, yeah. She wants to buy a $2 million property. Good for her. Yeah, no, it makes, it makes sense. It's common sense for more. me as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the one thing, and you might may not know this because I'm start, still trying to figure out some of the non-QM. So like on typical conventional type deals, right? Fannie, Freddie, we know the back end. Fannie and Freddie are the, the big investors, right? Yeah. On the non-QM side, right? Like who's holding this money? Is it a big group of other investors? Uh, it's just like something I think about. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, I think um, I think they're sold in mortgage-backed securities to big groups of investors. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, everything I've I'm not a thousand percent sure. Sure, me neither. Where they yeah. go? Um, you know, I, I know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a thousand percent sure where they go. No. So I don't want to answer that it's question. All, right. It's yeah. all opinions. I have no idea there. I'm just trying to figure yeah. out what you think. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't care either. If it yeah. makes sense for the consumer, we're putting them in in the right situations. That's good for them, both on a qualifying side and a personal budget type side. I'm with you. Who cares? You want to? You want to hear another great thing? I do. I, or or some advice I can give. Mm -hmm. Um. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> As a new broker, learn the guidelines, read the guidelines, 1200 pages. If you learn this, this is going to be the last thing you're going to need to learn for the rest of your life. If you go to college for four years, you're going to read a lot more than 1200 pages, read the updates. And if you could take a deal that's supposed to be going non-QM and move them over to conventional, because you know something that that other broker or banker that, that that's or underwriter mm-hmm. doesn't know, you're going to not only get the deal, but you're going to build a, a great relationship with that client because you're saving them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, another example recently, I think whether it's Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, they have this, uh, this new thing where you could average, get qualified based on the average credit scores. Yeah. That's newer, right? Does that just come out? Yeah. It, it's great. It's a great thing. So, so I had a deal, uh, the real estate agent was, was taking these people around. <clears throat> one bar had 800 credit scores. One bar had 550 credit scores. They were qualifying just only on the 800 credit scores. The market went up. He couldn't get them qualified anywhere. Another agent told him, call Eric. If anyone knows how to get it done, it's going to be Eric. Average out the two credit scores, got DU approval or LP approval, whatever it was. Right. And we closed the deal successfully. And that agent had an extra deal. And I told I told that agent, I said, you have one extra deal now, one extra closing. Yeah. With my knowledge, if you work, continue to work with me, you're going to have a lot of extra closings mm-hmm. and you're going to get referrals. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's something we can talk about later with the blended scores, but I did see that. I have to look into that. That's that's yeah. the guideline I got to read. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Because like you said, with with where we're tightened right now as, as LOs, right? All right, rates are up a little bit. I get it. Inventory's tough. There's a lot of things going on. We have to know every single type of program out there. And honestly, being a broker, we're in the best spot because we can have all these different options, but you got to learn them. You have to be able to talk with some substance as well. Yeah. I, I would, I would say about 20 to 25% of my business <clears throat> comes from fallout where I actually really, wow. Well, Brooke, the Brooke Evans, the, the one I mentioned, mm-hmm. She actually came from Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. you know, and she was referring business. And, and she said, listen, I'm much better off working here than I am at, at Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. So because because of the fallout. So so we, we're at an advantage. We're nimble. We're quick. We're able to call up the banks, mm-hmm. you know, communicate with your bank reps. Uh, how quick could you close this? I have this deal needs to close in 17 days. Can you get it done? If you can't pass on it, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, it's just good to have options. You're going to need Not options either. in in this in this world that we're in. Um, also, I want to bring up we've are, man, we've already went almost thirty minutes. So okay. I do want to bring up because you used to you said you used to work for with a builder, right? But you do some decent new construction deals right now, right? Am yeah. I right in saying that? Yeah. Yeah, so we know that whole thing, right? You see in, in mortgage groups all the time, like, I'm getting beat out by this builder's lender. What do I do? Can you talk so, a little bit uh, on that side, on the new construction side? Yeah, yeah. So so with this, there, there's no trick. This is this is what you're going to do. So it's funny. if can I, can I plug my Instagram on here? You can do whatever you want, brother. Okay, so... Brokers should follow my Instagram page. I just I just launched it January first. It's at Expert Home Loans. 
my company name. Okay. I'm constantly posting success stories on here and uh, posting about you know deals uh, that that we close and and new guidelines, whatever it is. But yesterday I posted a review and I call it the win of the week, where a client actually forgave forgo a twenty-five thousand dollar credit. Yeah. Okay. From the builder's lender in order to work with me. Now, I advise them not to, but this whole, this whole time I'm, I'm thinking, how can I provide the value to them? Um, you know, anyway, I don't, I want to get more into the builder, but, but long story short, I was able to connect it with a new CPA, mm-hmm. uh, that, that was able to, you know, do a better job on their tax returns. They're both self-employed. Um, and eventually I think they're going to save a lot more than $25,000 a year. Nice, nice. So, so, but with builders, what I do is I prep the clients from the, the beginning. If you're buying a new build, I need you to understand that this builder is going to be at war with me the entire time. The whole time. Yep. And I do not want you to be in an awkward position where you're moving in and, and I, am the reason why you don't have a great relationship with the, the community or something like that. So I'm telling you this right now, they're going to be against me the entire time. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be offering you all these credits. But the thing is where, where are the credits coming from? You know, and they're going to tell you that I don't know how to do the taxes and I don't know how to do this. And I don't know anything about the community and the appraisal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is what they're going to, this is their arsenal. So be ready for it and decide now, if you want to work for me, I'm going to have your back throughout this process because there's going to be a bunch of shit that comes up Mm -hmm. along the way. And you're going to need someone that doesn't work for the builder pointing things out for you. And, you know, it's going to come at a cost because they're going to harass you. But if you're ready, if you want to do this together, be ready for it. And once you have that loyalty from the client, you know, that's that's what enables me to move forward and i you know i have to fight with these with these you know sales agents the entire time i don't give a shit i'll do it i'll do it no do it all day long and i think people people want that people are starting to understand like working with that smaller type advisor that smaller type business they want to support those people because they know that they got more skin in the game right um yeah I'm actually, as you were talking, I was trying to find this email that I had sent to uh, the 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 um, the salesperson at New Constructions. So we have a friend, right, that is going to buy new construction in May. She uh-huh. came to me and I said, listen, I'm going to help you out either way, right? But you might be getting a pretty good deal depending on the builder. They might be giving you all these credits. Whether I agree, whether it's legal or if I agree with it or not, you're fine. You might as well try and take it, right? Well, anyway, the mortgage person for the lender was saying, you have to give us $1,000 just to do the application. I, I haven't seen that. So the mortgage guy, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds a little bit weird, but let me know what type of deal. So anyway, she was like, I'm just done with it. I can't, I can't deal with it. It seems too fishy. They don't have my back. I would rather pay a little bit more with you, you know, just to have my back. So now we're yeah. not mortgage people. We're... We have their back. We're advisors. We're therapists half the time, you know, we're everything. Yeah. And, and you got to understand these builders, lenders, I tell people they're, they're not working for you. You have the fiduciary responsibility, but also 
you know, these builders are looking to hire people that are going to work and just listen to orders and work for the cheapest amount possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so they're giving, they're, there's not enough spread in this deal for me to give you back $25,000. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're, I don't understand where it's coming from, but I guarantee it's coming from somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, so, so, you know, I'll also go into stories. I'll tell, I'll tell buyers, this builder's lender were tell, was telling them to close before the CFO was issued on the property. Mm -hmm. It took them five weeks from the time that they were trying to push closing till the CFO was issued. You would have had a property for five weeks. Yeah, you could sign something per diem, but if they don't pay you, mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Sue over $8,000? Yeah, you're not. No, no it would cost you $20,000. You mm -hmm. know, or, or another review, uh, a builder's lender was calling the lady Honey. Oh, sweetie. Sweetie. Mm-hmm. It's no and, good. You know, she told me, I said, oh, they, you know, they gave me the creeps. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, I, I just found this email and I just want to kind of read it. It was just like, yeah. good. I, and it was good evening, now morning, whatever, Melissa. My name is J.P. Hussey, owner of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors in Conchahokan, which is right up the road from where the new build is. And I said, listen, I said, Jill's a good friend of the family and we're helping out with her purchase. I understand seeing an outside lender or broker is not always the ideal situa situation for your project, but I just want to let you know we have her back and we'll help out to, uh, to get this done. And then I asked what we needed with some substance. I knew what I was talking about. And this salesperson was totally cool. And it was a sigh of relief because I think sometimes the salespeople are caught in between and they just want to get the deal done and the lender is pushing. So they were cool that I knew what I was talking about and they're fine with it. They, they get a lot of pressure. That That's a great way to handle it. You know it. what I mean? You know, a thousand percent. I, I, the classic thing is four or five months ago, I was buying a new construction investment property. And I actually, they said, you need to speak to our, our lender. So I reached out to the lender. I said, listen, can you give me a professional courtesy of not having to cross qualify with you? I'm doing my own loan. Here's who I am. You can look uh -huh. me up. Yeah. And she ran me through six stages. Well, your tax return says this. What's that? What's this large deposit? Before she would sign off on a, on a new build nine months from now. Uh -huh. You know, so eventually I told, the, I told the sales, I said, listen, I'm backing out of the deal because I'm not going to do the cost qualification after six rounds. Not doing it. We, we signed the contract, but you, you handled that the right way. You definitely handled that the right way. It's about getting ahead of, the sales team before Correct. they think you don't know what you're doing, getting mm -hmm. ahead of it with the client. Um, and that's the best you can do. And it'll be a fight anyway. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, and just me letting them know, I'm, I'm sure you don't want to hear from me, but I, I'm just, I get it. I get your side, but I'm just telling you, we do a pretty good job. I'm just getting in front of that situation, kind of joke about it a bit because they might be taking their pressure and you know, they're, they're just happy. It's going to get done. So you gotta forward me that email. I gotta check that one out. Yeah, I'll send it over to you. Yeah, it's a yeah. nice one too. Seven forty-two yeah. purchase. I'm in for that. Uh, but anyway, I'll send that to you so cool. you have an idea. Um, hey, we're up to like forty minutes already. So what I do want to do, and hey, if you ever need me outside of this, hit me up. I'd love to hear some of your strategies. Really cool. Um, but I always ask at the end of all of these two questions, right? Yeah. And you hit on some of this already. But let's get a little bit of a different take, right? So you just hired two new LOs, you said, right? Yeah, they, they work on my team. They, they kind of okay. work for themselves, but I'm, I'm there to advise along the way. Okay, cool. 
So if you if you're a brand new LO to the industry now, or you're someone that that needs or wants to reinvent themselves as an LO, right? Yeah. Because everyone has to do that right now. What's one or two things that you would tell that person of what they should be doing right now? Reinvent or brand new? So I can only say what what, what works for me, mm-hmm. right? Um, stay ahead of the deal. So on every transaction, you know, I know where the transaction is. I, I process my own loans. I take my own loan application. I label every document. I order my own payoffs, mm-hmm. which is something not a lot of people do. Um, mm-hmm. But I know where where everything is at, and I reach out to my clients and I tell them, "Your appraisal should be in today." The CPA said me, they're going to send me everything by tomorrow. The, you know, the insurance is going to be the quotes are going to be back in by two o'clock, and I keep people informed. And if you stay ahead of the deal, that's going to be enough uh, with communication where you're going to to give this client such a good service that ultimately you don't want them recommending you like, Oh yeah, call my mortgage guy. I have clients enthusiastically recommending me and threatening their friends that they're breaking off the relationship if they don't call me. Yeah. You know, and that's what you want from your clients. So you want to be enthusiastic about doing their deal the same way they want, you want them to be enthusiastic about uh, referring you. Yeah. And one thing I'll add, I'm sure you do this as well um, that I've seen in our own businesses be the almost everything for clients. All right, mortgage, but people will call me like, hey, do you have a good plumber? Because you're in this this world. Do you have someone over here? Like be their advisor for, like you had said, you'd recommend uh, one of your clients over to a new CPA that ended up saving them a bunch of money. Kind of be, not everything, of course, but be their advisor for most things, maybe financially. Who knows? I tell I tell the clients from the beginning, you know, I was a licensed real estate agent. I was a licensed insurance agent. I was a licensed financial advisor. I'm a licensed mortgage broker. Let me help you out throughout this process every step of the way and tell you who needs to do what, you know, um, but that you need to establish the relationship, the trust, and and then you have a client for life, you know? Mm-hmm. It's near a referral source for life. It's going to be a lot easier mm-hmm. having your client refer you to friends than cold calling. Exactly. Yeah. So get that going. So you don't have to cold call, which we already talked about. Cool. All right. Last question. Where do you see the real estate mortgage industry? Where do you see it in the next three to five years? Where do you see it going? You know, I think, um, I think real estate will, will continue to go up maybe in a, in a more healthy pace, maybe three to 7% a year, Mm -hmm. three to 6% a year. Um, we're about, I'd say we're about 30 days from this crazy seller's market slowing down. Um, buyers are first starting to, to not offer $500,000 over asking price. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the mortgage market's concerned, I think in order to stay relevant, you need to, need to, need to leverage non-QM. Mm-hmm. You need to, because that's going to be... Uh, your way of providing, um, you know, a service that, that that's where you're not competing with big banks and you're not competing with people who could undercut you. And, and non-QM is not, it's, it's not, you, you just send a deal over and they'll close anything. Uh It's, it's a very precise process, the same way a self-employed conventional deal. 
you know, look at your bank statements, look at your deposits, ask the questions, um, you know, PPP loans. Do these funds come from PPP loans? Uh. How long have you been in business? Look them up on the Department of State Corporation. You know, get your, do your research, ask your tough questions, prep a nice clean file and use that um, to, to, to build new relationships with clients and realtors. Yeah, so out of all the, the non-QM type deals there are, and I kind of put them into like four or five different buckets, right? You have what the asset one, you have a bank statement. What's the one you're seeing the most? That Which bucket is it falling into? The bank statement one? So I'd say over the past few years, it's been bank statements. Okay. But right now... I'm really starting to leverage this uh, debt service coverage ratio, mm. which it, it has to be an investment property. Correct. Um, but people like the fact that they they uh, could close an LLC. Mm. You know, and it's interesting because I was competing with for two deals actually in Venice, California, both multi million dollar deals, two two three weeks ago. And the clients were telling me that they were getting this, this rate from this bank, that rate from that bank. I said, you know, I looked at it. I said, you inherited these properties. Your taxes are $2,000 a year. This is a $3 million property. When you switch title to your name, okay, you're going to switch title to your name. And I don't care if you're paying three and a half percent, your taxes are going to go up by 30 grand a year. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get you a 4.75% keep it in the LLC. You don't need to do a change of ownership and you keep the taxes where you are. And I end up winning both deals. Boom. And so. that's why you're an advisor, man. And that is why you're called expert home loans. There it is. Good. Ending. It, man. So, Eric Eisenberg, expert home loans. It was good to meet you, man. I know we only have like 30, 45 minutes, but if you need anything, let me know. And I'm going to forward over this little email I sent to the new construction. I appreciate it, man. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. And thanks for giving me the time. Yeah, no doubt. Take it easy, buddy. Catch you later, man. Bye. Hey, man. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.